As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse finishes their three-game homestead with a 91-78 win over Clemson. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback in the orange. Head to Cameron Indoor to take on the Dukies, uh, what, this Saturday at 12. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Duke currently number six, and um, we'll let you know what we think about that. So anyway, there is no news to get to currently. So, uh, right off the top here, why don't we just head into the montage? All right, let's take a listen. What coach had to say after last night's win. Well, you know, I'm, I'm proud of this team, the way they fought five, six games ago. Everybody said we'd get out-rebounded every game the whole year. And instead, we've out-rebounded everybody we've played since then. And tonight by a lot. But these guys have battled on the boards. They've hung in there. Jesse... Got off to a slow start. He was just wasn't. He was kind of stuck out there. In the second half, he had like 12 points. I don't know, 12, 10, four blocks, 11 rebounds, something like that. Just was active. Uh, Joe got it going. Joe is an offensive point guard. He's got to do what he did tonight. You know, he's got to be a scorer. I thought Jimmy had a good second half. He struggled the first half. I thought the second half he got into it and got to the basket better. They went small, and we were able to take advantage of it inside with Jimmy and with uh, with uh, with um, Jesse in there. And Buddy was able to get to the foul line better than he has been. And uh, that guy's a good defensive player, and he got into the foul line area. Um, Clemson moves the ball. They're a good team. We, we did a much better job defending than we have. Well, for one thing, in this every game's different. You'd have to look at each game. This game, they played all small guys because they wanted to attack our zone that way. So that helps us, obviously. It gives us an advantage size-wise. Um, but some games we just gritted, we gritted it out and done a really good job rebounding. And, uh, you know, we're big. We're not small. But we're not quick to the ball sometimes. And we have to get everybody getting back there and helping us. But Jesse... When he rebounds like that, and Jimmy had a, a really good rebounding game, Cole, Buddy came back, he got five. I mean, that's as good as we're going to rebound, without a doubt. But we're still making mistakes that I don't think we should make. But, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to just keep trying to get a little better every game we play. Varam, I wanted to try him a little bit. He made a nice move. He's still, he's getting better in practice. I want to try to see if he can get there. Um, you know, Frank is, he's got to be able to jump. He's a, one of the best jumpers on the team, but a five foot ten guy drives in and shoots a layup over him. He can't let that happen. He's just, he's just got to be better than that. And uh, he tries every day. He works at it, but he's, he's got to get better. I thought Samir was good in the first half. I thought he did some really good things. But, um, you know, we rely on our starters. There's a few teams like us, quite a few teams like us in the country. Uh, you know, we rely on those guys, and it's good to get Symir in there and give us something. And, 
you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. You know, Joe was really good in the first half, and Buddy was good. They were both scoring, but we can't win games just scoring points. You know, we, we can't. We have to get stops, and we were just given too many easy, too many, too much easy, too many easy stop, too many easy things inside. It was mostly more inside, especially the first half. Um, and then we, you know, they made a couple shots. They're going to make. I mean, they've got good shooters. This is a good shooting team, so. You know, they're going to make some shots. Uh, but we covered a little bit better, and, uh, you know, that's, we've got to get, we've still got to be better there. Gentlemen, buddy, combined for almost 50 points tonight. Um, when they're both the shots at the same time, how dangerous of a team does that make you? Well, I mean, we need both of them. Cole struggles still. I thought Jimmy and Jesse gave us a good lift. Um, I'd like to find a way to get Cole going. Um, he tries to dribble. He can't dribble. He just loses the ball when he does that. And, you know, we got him a couple shots, but it's hard. Somebody said we should get him more shots. We're trying everything we can to get him more shots. Defenses are playing him tough, and he's not able to put the ball on the floor. And that when you can't put the ball on the floor, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. They're not coming off him because they're forcing Buddy or Joe to go ahead and make a play, and tonight both those guys did, and we're going to be successful when that happens. But um, we're trying to get cold shots, but we're not, we have not been able to do it. And uh, he needs help to get shots. All right, so let's start at the beginning with this thing, Joe, and uh, I'll search for some fan comments here as we go along um, and see if we can match some of that stuff up. Uh, so as soon as I find it, um, proud of the guys. Coach was proud, proud of the fight, out-rebounding opponents every every game for the past I don't know. It's been a minute, but a couple of times they squeaked them out. But this time, uh, difference of plus 13 on the boards, I mean, is huge. The energy was there last night. The effort was there last night. I don't know. It's like day-to-day, Joe, with, first of all, a couple of things. Who's going to be the one to come out and, and just catch fire, right? And right. then how, where where's the effort going to come from? Where's the passion going to come from? And how's the defense going to be, right? And last night, I mean, you could make a case that the defense was good. You can make a case that the both defenses were not great at all. So uh, with that said, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot more on defense to, to fix than offense scoring 91 points last night. But uh, a really good team effort last night. You like, um, did you like which, I mean, quad three game. Right now, I'm at the point where we got to win the ones that we're supposed to. I, I'm, I'm starting there. So I'm happy with it. Joe, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we need to start somewhere with win. It doesn't really matter who it is. I know that we've only said, okay, well, Pittsburgh, we beat Florida State early, which that's becoming better and better of a win, obviously, after Away, last on night. The, on the road, um, yep. But, I mean, as far as last night goes, I mean, Clemson, they beat, they beat Virginia, I think, at Virginia – as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By 17, albeit Virginia came back, but not by 17. So this team, to what Coach was saying, what we talked about, they're they're a good shooting team. And uh, you know, you take away PJ Hall and how good he is, he he impressed me yesterday. To know that he's a sophomore, we're gonna have to deal with that guy again, most likely. Um, 19 points, 11 rebounds, and I heard he wasn't even 100. percent Just seemed like he almost made everything. Nine and 13. Um, 
but their guy like Dawes only went two of seven from the three point line and uh, Nick Honor two of five, uh, Chase Hunter three of seven. So, you know, we talked about how they were going to have to shoot the, the, you know, the three ball well. And, you know, we talked about how they didn't really shoot that many the, the previous game. Um, but they shot 27 this game. So there were some times where they uh, kind of got lulled into shooting threes or forced into shooting threes because of, you know, shot clock type stuff. But um, whether it was them or whether it was our defense, uh, they didn't shoot. They didn't shoot like uh, like I thought they were going to well, or, or like or like they can. Right. They so. came in shooting 38 percent from from three point land and they only hit what? Twenty nine. Yeah. So well, well, yeah, about twenty nine and a half, so, thirty. Right, and, and you go right, yeah, thirty. Let's call it thirty. So, you know, with that said, the, these teams, and that was my thing. That was why I picked Syracuse to lose this game was because I was worried about them going off from three. And and it's just so funny because that's exactly why I picked them to beat Florida State. The exact opposite, I should say, because of how they're just not great and they just lit it up. So it's like. Any given team, any given day, and it's just so Syracuse. That's how Syracuse it is. It's that Syracuse because mm-hmm. it is just you. You 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 can't even guess. You can't even pretend to guess because it's just so unpredictable and wild. It just makes no damn sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Yesterday, I thought a lot of it was. Um they went small. Being, we were being aggressive. We were we were playing aggressive. I mean, yeah, we were, they were being like a lot I said, more aggressive. Yeah, they're way more aggressive than normal. I thought you could yeah, tell they're way more aggressive on offense. Uh, they shot better, you know. But we've beaten, we've won. Like to coach's point, we've beaten every team this year in the ACC of the rebound battle. You know, we thought that was going to be an issue. We've kind kind of cleaned that up. Um, we've won rebounds and the turnovers has been close, and we've still lost. Uh, I think the the main thing yesterday was I think that we were. A lot more aggressive. We didn't just settle for jump shots. And you saw that with, you know, the foul discrepancy being 21 to 13. And, um, you know, they went 8 of 11 from the free throw line. We went 20 to 26. You know, so we scored 12 extra points off of the free throw line and because of the fouls and stuff like that. So I'm sure, you know, if, if, if Clemson were having a podcast somewhere, they'd probably be complaining about the refs just like we did with the disparity Um of the fouls, you know, in everybody. one of our more recent games, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, that that to me was kind of the thing. Uh, it just seemed like even if they did get close, you know, we either made a buddy made a shot or, you know, we'd be aggressive and we'd get to the free throw line, you know, and then we'd get some stops. So um, Joe was re- Joe was great too. Seven for Joe was really good. Four for five from three and seven from for 10 from the line. You brought up rebounds. Uh, the last time I checked, going into – the Florida State game for total rebounds, Syracuse was tied for 95th. After the Clemson game, they're tied for 69th in the country. When we first started tracking this year, when this rose its ugly head and, and still non conference play, um, they were a hundred and something. And I wish, I wish I had that still written down, but I do not. But it was a hundred and something. Um, the, the rebound margin going into the Florida State game. Syracuse was ranked 252, 52nd in the country. And after Clemson, they've climbed all the way up to 217th. So mm. making up some ground there. I mean, it's still not great, right? The rebound margin, no. by the way, is zero. Uh, so, uh, but they're climbing their way out of a hole and, and yeah. they're, you know, they're getting better. And like you said, they were just, they were more aggressive getting to the rebounds and you didn't see a lot like the 50 50 balls last night you know joe was on the ground there was a play where there was joe and someone else on the ground i think it was cole swider on the ground <laughs> grabbing yeah. a ball you know and that's what you want to see because that's how you have to do it they have got they're gonna have to win all of those little battles throughout every game to uh to rack up wins with the way the defense is progressing which is minimal no. Still, in my opinion. Well, and that's why I say, I mean, I mean, I, I'd like to think that it was a little bit of both. You know, Clemson shot bad and our defense is getting a little bit better. But again, you know, you know that you're going to have some of these games. You know that every team that comes out isn't going to shoot like Florida State and, and some of these other teams did and Charlie Moore and Miami and stuff like that. Well, Coach this- said Florida State won't shoot like that again this year, just for the record. But, we'll, we'll, you know. 
did they do the same thing last they, night? They did the I same mean, thing. They, they were I doing just, that while he was talking, while he was yeah. saying that. So yeah. that's my point. I went back and watched Caleb Mills. He was still making tough shots. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this is a again. There's the foul discrepancy, and there's just the fact that um, we were we were pretty effective. We were more effective on offense. We made the same amount of field goals with five less shots, and we took 15 more free throws. That added up to a 12-point discrepancy. Uh, so the efficiency, the rebound, the foul, everything. And when you look at this, uh, I mean, again, back in the day when our defense was better ranked, you know, there's there had been some team stats and then some lines you could look at uh, from the game and you could be like, okay, we pro- we should have won this game or, or we won this game. Uh, this year it's different because of the defense. But when you look at this, when you, when you win by – 13 rebounds and there's eight more fouls and 30 or 15 more free throws and you shoot a better percentage on offense. I mean, you're not going to lose that game. So, um, just overall a really good game, much needed game. And, uh, there were some parts of Clemson that, you know, was impressive to me, but then there was other parts that, that's, you know, you could tell that they were lacking a little yeah, bit from some that's, of the strengths. That's Clemson. That's, I feel like that's been Clemson's like for years. They're just right there too, all the time. You know what I mean? And it's always a decent battle between Syracuse and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Not a heated rivalry or anything like that, in my opinion. I don't feel that, but no. it's always a pretty decent game. Yeah. And, and and it's I think it has a lot to do with, you know, I think it's programs that are... No, I mean, Brownell's a de- he's like, he's a defensive-minded coach, you know? And, I mean, he's been there long enough. He's there, I think this is his 12th season. So he's been there for quite some time. Um, and maybe that's just the... Uh, the pros of being a basketball coach at a football school, but maybe, uh, yeah. none, nonetheless, he's he's put guys in, in, in the NBA and he's made NCAA tournaments. So, yeah. Um, so, um, to to try to push along here, um, coach mentions you know still making stupid mistakes. Yes, uh, got to clean some of that up. But last night, at, at the end of the day. Um, you know, 10 turnovers, which is below their average. And, and, and Cole Swider just didn't have a good night with, with the five turnovers. Uh, with the other guys, um, Buddy, Jimmy, and Joe with a combined five. And, and you know, if, if Cole cleans some of that up, it's off the charts good. So um, Sadibi getting in there. Uh, seemed yeah. like Coach was trying some things a little bit yesterday again. And, you know, that's why we call him the chemist. He's still playing around. We mentioned it last episode how... Uh, it seems like he's trying to, you know, seems like the guys, he's at the stage with these guys where he can feel a little bit more comfortable doing this. Cy, with a, you know, another 14 healthy minutes, I felt like he did a good job. He had that little bit of spark, man. He's a good facilitator. You get the three, I like the three guard lineup going on that they got. And yeah. I think I think it's it's energetic and it's fun. I feel like feel like it works. I mean, maybe it's not going to work with everybody, but I feel like it definitely it definitely works, at least for a little while. Uh, so it was good to see Sadibi get out there. You heard the crowd go a, a little nuts, uh, however many people were there, for Sadibi coming on. And, and, the, and the broadcasters are so oblivious. They're like, and you hear the crowd cheering as Jim Beheim's finally using his bench. And it's like, no, you idiots. It's because Sadibi's on the floor. And, uh, you know, obviously with his struggles... Uh, a fan favorite, you know, type thing. So uh, good to see him out there. Coach said he's still struggling a little bit. But, um, you know, as long as we're seeing him out there every once in a while, that's good. He scored. He had a little jump hook there uh, for, for his two points, and and um, it was good to see him out there. So uh, are you looking up the fans, or the crowd size? Uh, oh, I thought I you were looking at it. easily look at it. You attend 15,210. It did not look like that at all. They looked no. they looked appropriately socially distanced to not have to wear masks. <laughs> Put it that way. It did not look uh, whatever that arbitrary number is now, uh, however many arbitrary feet that might be. But they did not look like fifteen thousand there. No way. No way. Mm-mm. No way. I'm not buying that. Under no, sell. you never know because that stuff is it's spread out. Dude, you, know, you got the yeah. I don't know. And look, see, and look, I'm not even. I'm not saving a knock either because it was nine o'clock, guys. I watched that game from bed. And crap weather. Crap weather. Nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, it's just not. That's not good. That's not a ticket seller at all. So it's a recipe for for an, a a blank. Uh, okay. 
Yep. Uh, as Coach mentions, um, Frank, working hard, still not getting there. He's got to make more progress. Good to see Benny get out there. I feel like, you know, uh, giving him a, whatever two minutes he had was better than nothing. Uh, five minutes, I'm sorry. Uh, came out with a block, though. Strong block. Good to see. So this is very strong. Yes. And we've seen that before. And we know he can, <laughs> we know he can do that. And he's got ups, boy. He said Frank is the best jumper on the team. I find that hard to believe with what I've seen out of Benny. So, yeah, true uh, statement. Um, can't win games scoring points, he says. Uh, giving up too many easy buckets. That goes back to what we were talking about, the mis- stupid mistakes and some of the defensive things, I think. you know. But I do think that last night definitely looked better. To Joe's point, could be a combination of both. But I really wanted to skip ahead, Joe, to Cole Swider. Still struggling, still waiting for this dude. Uh, you know, he did break out last game. Okay. He had a great game. But as he said in his own press conference, you know, he can have as good a game as he wants. But if, if, it, if it doesn't end in a win, then it, it wasn't enough and it doesn't mean much at all. But he can do it. And um, he needs to be, he just needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, coach says he's having trouble putting the ball on the, on the floor. And obviously with the five turnovers. It's apparent just in his own head maybe last night. But, I mean, as far as the development of Cole goes, I'm just still confused about it. So I don't know. I don't know what he needs to do other than be more, just be a little bit more aggressive. Find find your line and tow it the entire game. Yeah, well, that's not always easy. I know. So. Well, it's not easy when... Um, you know, and he's getting guarded pretty good and it's not easy and he's not in a great spot, but, uh, you know, I think he's got the right attitude and I think he knows what he needs to do. And it's just a development thing, but he's the thing that's confusing to me is that he's a, um, you know, he's a seasoned guy he's not like a noob out there. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And honestly, like, I mean, Heather was even giving me a problem last night because it was one of those things where. Um, it's a situation where I just am all I'm all over Cole when I'm watching because you know I just I kind of have high expectations you know and yeah, yeah I'm right there with you yeah and it's just one of those things where you know he started off I think really really good but then when you turn around and you look at the whole everything as a whole like you have a situation where he got a rebound and let PJ Hall just take it from him yes, and, turn, and then just go and dunk right yeah. I mean he had a um, tried to dribble and got the ball ripped from him very, very easily. That ended up going down and leading to a dunk. And then you're talking about end of the game where he's falling on the floor to save a ball and literally throws the ball backcourt violation back to his, you know, like it's just one of these things where, again, um, if it's a situation where it's unfortunate because um, because he just hasn't been in a position to where maybe he just – doesn't get enough time. He hasn't gotten enough time at Villanova. I, I don't really know one way or another, but I just know that I have bigger expectations for him. And, and realistically, too, like if someone's playing like that, five turnovers, really like that. That's, I guess, more, where my beef is, is more than anything, is, is that if you have some some players that are playing kind of average or, you know, they're playing their their B or C ball and, you know, they might be able to to play themselves out of it. And that's one thing. But like just like the other game, right, where Joe Girard had um 11 points in the first half and then are you talking about but he had five turnovers yeah he did he had an awful game and it was a situation where you need to just understand that your your player's not playing well and when it comes down to it um you might need to take somebody out like samir or somebody who's going to bring the energy uh same thing with cole i mean i know he had seven rebounds and all that kind of stuff but if you're playing that bad, then you need to just get somebody else in there. You know, I mean, again, I think it's an offense for defense thing. And I think that Cole's gotten better with the defense as far as rotating and being better positioned for rebounding. But uh, he doesn't move like I mean, he did have a, a good chase down block yesterday, too, when he had a bad. Pass, he did, but, but he also didn't. Yeah, he also turned the ball over. So once again, he goes and corrects his own mistake. Right, and he did have five turnovers. I mean, he has as many turnovers as he did points as a power forward. And to me, like if that's going to be an issue, if that's going to be a problem. And on top of that, you're not being aggressive enough because you can't put the ball on the floor, and then you're not moving without the ball when other people are trying to make plays. Then 
Um, if you have someone on on the bench that could give you a better option in defense, whether it's John Bull, whether it's Benny Williams, I don't know. Whether it's going small and going three yards, uh, I kind of like the lineup they threw out there for a little while yesterday with uh, Samir and Buddy. I think Cole was actually part of it, but then also Frank and Benny. You know, you can change Cole out with Joe or a Buddy and and bring a Joe in or something like that. Um, you know, you can play with some of these with some of these rotations and everything. But I guess my biggest thing is, is when someone's playing that bad, then I feel like you gotta, you gotta do something just a little bit different. And even if it's lighting a fire, even if it's taking them out and lighting a fire, I just don't like this whole players don't feel like there's a leash. And I I don't think that helps kind of motivate the players. I think uh, if you're not playing good, just like he does with Jesse Edwards, take him out early, get somebody else in there, motivate him to be able to go in and use his minutes, and if you're not going to use them accordingly, there's plenty of players on the on the bench that are willing to do that. Um, and that's just really where I'm at with it. You know, I just I'm not cool with just continually keeping the same guy in there, thinking that something's going to change. Sometimes people just have a bad game, and yeah, you're just, waiting for him to break out of this. He's waiting for the, the for the game. light to click and, and and turn on. And I mean, exactly. he's not he's like if you look at it as a whole, I mean, he's he's averaging seven rebounds a game and about thirteen points a game, which isn't terrible. But when you get in th- when you get into like these slumps, like to get him pulled and get him to the bench and give him the scowl and the talking to and you know get some other guys in there to to see what they can do. I mean, I'm with you. I'm and I just I'm just you know I'm waiting. I'm more so waiting for it to click with him though. And I just feel like man, we are like time is a ticking. Some games it does though. Yeah, I thought he played yeah. great against Florida State. He played so awesome against like Florida Joe, State. It goes back and forth, but I think. You just but it, it, have... it's a moot point though when they don't win, right? You, it's almost like. It's well, a... it's then it's not only that, but it's also you're losing out on an opportunity where, like, I don't care what you say one way or another. Like the other day, Samir, he knew that Joe was playing bad. He came in and he knew, okay, well, he's playing bad. Now I got a chance to actually like bring some energy, play well. And then I have a chance. Maybe I can pick up some minutes. It gives you gives those players that type of hope. And Samir went and took it. And you know what? He might be getting 15 minutes a game from here on out because of how he played last game. Because Joe opened up that you know kind of I th- I think, opportunity for I, him. Right? I think Samir is getting good enough now to where you know I'm seeing pr- progress like every game with him. And that's the thing. Right. Well, He's it's not a confidence even getting... thing, but it's also it's also knowing that you're going to have minutes, knowing you have a role on. This and team. Cole has the minutes, right? So right. he's and not he he's does. playing from a different position. So my point is, is that I'm see, we're seeing this progress with Samir and how good he's doing, and I'm more and more impressed with him all the time. And I just think he's a, a he's I mean he's he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great this year. He's going to be he's going to be someone that's going to get that consistent fifteen between fifteen and twenty minutes by the end, and I think it's going to make a difference. And Cole. Is in a different position. He's already got the minutes, so he's got to be worried about losing them. Right now, he doesn't have anybody breathing down his neck to really take him away. No, and that's the thing, though, is, is that instead of giving players pity minutes, give them some type of you know minutes in the in the meat and potatoes of the game where they see somebody struggle, and it's like, okay, this is my chance. Cole's not doing good. If I go in there and I play really well, I'm going to be able to get 10, 12 minutes out of this thing, right? And I don't think that Benny ever really gets that leash you know and john bull I and mean, he came in a couple game games ago for a couple minutes and, and sadivi and sometimes it's just matchup stuff sometimes it's how they feel sometimes it's which jim's played or seen in practice but i guess my point is is that if you're gonna have a situation where cole's gonna play like that then there's really no offense in your defense benny can come in and if he played as many minutes as cole he could have gave that rebounding output he could have gave a better defensive output and all you're really losing is the offense, the chance that Cole might go off, right, for eight or nine threes, right? Yeah, so, like 20%. I mean, we're talking like one every five games. You know, he's he's a breakout game. That's not a knock. I'm just saying. Right. It's that, so my, it's my that point inconsistent. Is, is that if he's messing things up, he's not scoring, and no, he's turning offense. over the ball, then bring in somebody that's fresh, that wants to be out there playing defense and everything. And you know what? He's not trying to do anything extra on offense. He's not going to have all those turnovers because he's not trying to dribble and he's not trying to do all that. You know, That's a perfect time to put Cole on the bench, coach him up, let him feel a little bit of pressure as far as allowing other people to go in there and take his minutes and then try to figure it out. Take a deep breath, take a drink of water and try to figure out what, what's going on in that game so that maybe you can go in and you can and you can figure that out. You know, um, 
And I mean, you see it from time to time, but it's just it's it's just not a consistent thing. And just like their games, though, because if Cole's playing good, then of course you're not going to take him out, right? Right. All right. It's time to hear from you. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. You guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. Go there, leave your thoughts. I'll read them. I'll pick some. We'll talk about them here. And uh, not bad accumulation for late night extravaganza. I got to be honest, Joe. I was tired. I was so Oops. tired that, uh, I mean, I may or may not have dozed a tiny bit. Uh, no, I'm just, not going to judge you, bud. Just a little bit. Can't speak but for I, everybody I, else. I, 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 I adjusted. I sat up. Okay, sat up. I got, I got with it. Uh, at no, uh, no Blanchard 44. Uh, need to start running more plays that get Jesse the ball down low. Seems like right now all of our design plays are getting shooters open instead of getting the ball to the big man down low. Overall, a good confidence booster for the guys. Worst crowd I think I've seen though. Mm. I agree. I, I totally agree with Noah here. A real quick shout out to Noah. For every for every two nasty grams I get, uh, I get probably one complimentary DM or email. And 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 Noah was was that guy recently. So shout out to Noah for being a listener and uh, reaching out. We appreciate you, buddy. So um, yes. Jesse's the key to this thing, man. Let's be honest. I mean, this guy, we talk about his development from last year to this year. What about the his development from this year, like five weeks ago, or not even, to right now? Because he is doing an awesome job. I mean, I know he fouled out last night, but I mean, what did he what I mean, what did he get though? What was like three fouls in like some ridiculous 35 seconds? Yeah, something ridiculous. So it was. So yeah. He had two fouls at the minute and 30-something to go. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I'm not even going to get mad at that. I'm not even going to count that, okay? Keep your streak going, right? Yeah, yeah well, the streak was broke last last I game. Know. But still, uh, start a new one. You know, if if, if it's going to end like that, then it ends like that. So be it. But um, with the game in hand, it wasn't a big deal. But obviously, he's got to watch out for that. But, man, uh, what, what, did, what was his stat line? Fif- 15... Um, 11, one assist, uh, 
in four blocks. That's excellent, man. He was all over the place. He was a freaking absolute menace. Between Joe, Buddy, and Jesse, 63 of the 91 points scored, two-thirds just about. So, I mean, yes. And getting the ball inside to him, he's so good down there, and he's gotten so much better. And I, I agree. I want to see more of that. I know it can be taken away, but I think you start strong with that and, and, and make that a problem. That's only going to open up all the other stuff, all the kickout stuff or anything, you know. Um, and, and, the, and give him props, too, for the picks he sets because he does a good job at that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I like the way they do that. And another yeah. thing. Oh. Oh. Hold on, folks. Another thing, what you you froze, you're frozen. I'm frozen. All right, there now you're good. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I mean, it no, looked like was, this right, team, guys? this team, like way less than any other team. I mean, did you notice that they weren't double and buddy, like most teams? I, I think a lot of that has to do with Jesse. With Jesse and yeah, and I think that you're absolutely right. I think you need to take advantage of that. Um, because, you know, there's teams that are going to think that we're just going to want to come out and shoot with players like Joe and Buddy, you know, almost going for 50. But uh, I think you need to start there because, I mean, realistically, if you look at the history, if you don't start there and then Jesse gets early fouls, then he's taken out of the game. So he can take himself, his offense out of the game by bad fouls. So just in case, I mean, that's exactly where I would start. I would start inside. Um, you know, not maybe every single time still do what you're doing with, you know, off ball picks and trying to get um, mismatches and stuff like that. But you get your mismatches and then uh, and then you figure it out. Uh, but you got to You got to make Jesse an offensive weapon early, because I think like to your point, it opens up everything. It stops the stops the double teaming for the most part if it works. And it, like you said, it's going to open up the kickouts for the threes and everything like that. So, and, and I mean, yeah. that's, that's Syracuse's game. What he adds is just a whole nother dynamic. I mean, we haven't even had that guy for like three years. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's just something that we're, we've been missing. It's been a missing piece for, for quite a while now. And to have it back, I mean, you got to use it, use it up. So, mm-hmm. uh, at SU Vidala on Twitter, Nine and nine with 13 games to go need to win the games that they should win and get a few quality wins for 16 to 18 wins, Joe. (laughs) That's a tall order, man. That's a tall order with the rest of the slate. That's Duke twice. Um, That's Miami again. Uh, UNC, Virginia Tech still. So. I mean, I don't I I'm just not afraid of it, really. I'm, yeah, I, no, we, we I need to it. figure ourselves right. out. I'm not even really worried about the rest of the competition. It's hard for me to even look and say what games you're supposed to, what games are we supposed to win? Because Duke, who's supposed to just run away with the ACC, has got beaten in the last what two weeks by Miami and Florida State. Who Miami might be might be the best team in the ACC. I mean, mm. they they are right there, dude. I they think they're better destroy- than what a lot of people think. They destroyed but- UNC. On Saturday yeah. afternoon. Destroyed yeah. them. No, it was last night. Was it last night? It was last night at 7. Yeah. Okay. All right. yep. well, I, 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 that's how long my day was yesterday. Jeez, wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, were you dozing for that one too? No, I was up for that one. No, they, um again, you know, we we, we battled we, with we, Miami. What are you, we, French? Yeah, I took French in high school. Did you? Um, so we were right there with Miami and we... Split with Florida State 1-1, and we were in, you know, we competed in that second game. So, and these two teams just beat Duke. So, I don't really know where the drop-off is, where it ends, where it starts. So, when you say the, the games that we should or shouldn't win, I mean, obviously, there's the two Duke games. But after those two games, I mean, point me to a team that's guaranteed going to beat us. I mean, I, look, here's how I feel, and I think this is fan base feel right now. Syracuse could win. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say I wouldn't be surprised if they won any of these games. And I wouldn't be surprised if they lost them all. Maybe other than (laughs) Pittsburgh and Boston College. Right, right. Okay, fair enough. But I think my point is is that I think that they could win any of these games. I mean, it's why we play. We're going to talk about it in a little bit with Duke, but it's why we play. Mm -hmm. At Cuse Waterboy on Twitter... This guy, 
My daughter is born in Syracuse. Basketball is undefeated in her lifetime. There's no wow. coincidences in life. Go Orange. How about that? That's right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Congrats, Waterboy. Congrats on the baby girl. Hopefully she whips his ass into shape. I'm sure she will. Uh, look, mm-hmm. it's that's awesome. So um, proud of you. Congratulations for becoming a dad. And that's extremely cool. Undefeated. Undefeated. Let's see if they can keep the streak alive. At Mahirio underscore 10. I mean, yes, Cuse is 9-9. But, dude, the ACC is wide open. Just play free and see what kind, what freaking happens. Absolutely. Um, right in my head right there. I mean, they, they have nothing to lose, which is my point about Jim doing what he's doing this time of the season. You never see him playing around this time of the season. He usually knows what he's got. So there's nothing to lose. And I think that this is probably with the with the the guys he got, this is the best time to do it. But nine and nine, not great. But I like the attitude guys coming from from most of the fan base, just kind of looking ahead and not kind of dwelling on the five hundred thing and just taking it game by game because i know that's what i do i mean i i don't i try not to dwell on the loss and just look at the next one see what happens and then move on quick because you can get yourself in a depression hole otherwise robert on facebook 91 points great shooting was good to see sadibi uh giving jesse a break that could help big later jesse by the end of his time here could be one of the greats i mean what's he got two years left Right? Two years with an extra year if he wants it? That's right, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, boy, oh boy. That's an absolute that's an absolute buy right there from me, Robert. I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with the way he's playing right now and um, the amount of attention he's going to be getting from, from other people, I, I think it's a, a, a huge deal. So, um, all right, what else we got here? Brian on Facebook, if you want to watch Duke lose, which is always a fun thing to do, turn to ESPN for that possibility. And wouldn't you know it, lo and behold, they lost by one in overtime. I thought mm. it was worth mentioning. Uh, thank you, Brian. Top fan, Dominic, on the Facebook. Even with Buddy scoring 25 and Jesse's double-double, I felt like a total felt like it was a total team win. Samir played great. Benny had a block and Frank even scored. My favorite part though was seeing Sadibi get some run early. I hope we get to see more of that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the fans love it. Um I I think unfortunately, we're not going to see a ton of minutes from Sadibi, but it's for the I mean, this year it's good mm. though to see him out there and know that he guess he's just healthy enough to to get up and and try it out. So, um, a good little shot though from him yesterday. I was impressed by it. I thought it was good. So, yeah, um, played good defense. Had a bad foul. Made a shot. The only shot he made two minutes. I mean, who knows? You know, I know Jim's gonna have him go out there and check it out because I think that he knows that if Barama can stay healthy and get in shape, then that gives him probably. A better option as far as a backup center coming off the bench than than Frank. Yeah, I would say. And if you know, you think about obviously if with Jesse's history of fouls, uh, fouls y- <clears throat> you look at a couple fouls early, and it's a whole lot easier. And you have a little bit more confidence, maybe putting CDB in, a healthy CDB in that can handle ten minutes. I mean, that's all we're asking for, you know? Well, ten- I think right now we're in, like, test period. Yeah, you we know, totally like test are. Test mode. Exactly. He's, in, he's in doing practice. Okay, his knee's held up. Now we got a game. What do we, you know? I mean, this has been going go- on, guys, for a year and a half now. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, overall in total, longer than that, when you look at his four or five years he's been here. But you he's remember... He's a ringer with those damn knees. You remember, though, the AC, the, his last real full game was the ACC win against UNC right before, be, COVID. right before COVID hit and shut down the ACC tournament. Yep. Yeah. That feels like forever ago. It's almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's freaking crazy. Yep. It's crazy. And he came back... <laughs> Um, for what one game last year or something? I I, I can't remember exactly when uh-huh. he got injured, but I felt like it was the first game of the season, and he was only played for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's, that's why exactly what happened. <laughs> I guess that's why it's good to see him out there. Yeah. Uh, top fan, 
our good buddy Joe P on Facebook. I didn't even read this one. I just picked it because it's Joe P. So, uh, first, <laughs> first fun second half in a while. Would love if they played like this consistently. Where was the crowd tonight, though? Looked like an early season cupcake Christmas break crowd. Yeah, it's not good. I'm telling you. You say there's 15,000 there. I, I will put money that that is not 15,000. But uh, you know how they do. They're not going to say eight. Because I'm telling you, and <laughs> I'm telling you, and uh, look, not a whole lot of noise out of them. It did look a little weak. Even the broadcasters commented on it. I think they said something along the lines of, well, you know, we're in Syracuse and not a great crowd for cons- uh, considering we're at the Dome, but, you know, a, a working class town, you know, okay, <laughs> whatever. Well, we'll be able to see the difference when we go back and we look at the the numbers because we can look at the average numbers. Usually us and cons- us in Kentucky are usually the, uh, you know, top yes. for for attendance, and right. it's going to be funny to see what those numbers look like comparable. You know, because I don't know, I don't know. I just want to see how bad, you know, how different Kentucky is versus us. Because, like you said, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, minus last year, <laughs> it's going to be the worst year of attendance. Right. Besides zero, yeah, it's going to be the year that no one was allowed in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Besides that, uh, one more. Uh, Tim on Facebook, uh, Mr. Positivity. Don't usually bring Tim on here because he's just so positive. I wouldn't want to overwhelm you guys with it. Uh, <laughs> was only Clemson. Okay. Well, what if they lost? He, he's, he's never, he just never got nothing nice to say. So it doesn't matter. If they lost, he'd be up in arms about that too. Um, so whatever. Have at it. Um, okay. I appreciate all of you guys for the participation. I know it was late, but I do yes. really do appreciate it. Um, so what was it? This Saturday at noon, Syracuse is going to be heading over to uh, uh, Cameron Indoor to play Duke. The all-time series between Duke and Syracuse sits at 11-6 and six in favor of Duke. They are also on a four-game win streak currently. We have to go all the way back to January 14th. Uh, 2019 for the Orange's last win. Syracuse came into that game at Cameron Indoor as a 17-point underdog. It would be the first time Duke would lose at home to an unranked team while they were ranked first in the nation. Never happened since. Didn't happen until then. That's something to hang your hat on. I love that win. It was great. I think we all remember Elijah Hughes with the 75-foot shot right before the halftime buzzer. And Tyus Battle and Zion Williamson battling out Tyus with 32 points and Zion with 35. The Blue Devils with a 71-85 to win in the last time out, and that was at Cameron Indoor as well. Gerard Beheim, Dolzai, Gary Ayer, and Griffin, your starting five, and Buddy with 21 points. Syracuse coach Jim Beheim is 5-10 all-time versus Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski in head-to-head games, according to orangehoops.org. And this will obviously be the last time Syracuse heads into indoor as uh, Cameron Indoor as um, Krzyzewski at the helm there. Duke is currently 14-3, 4-2 in the ACC, losses to Ohio State, Miami, and we mentioned the overtime loss last night to Florida, to Florida State. Ken Palm has Duke ranked 11th currently uh, with an adjusted offense of ranked 9th and an adjusted defense ranked 22nd. He's predicted an 86-73 loss for Syracuse this time out. Duke is currently 12th in the net. Obviously, this is a quad one game for the Orange on the road. So I bring up the 2019 game because it's just, you know, none of us thought we would have hold that off against number one Duke. So there's always a shot. Mm-hmm. And that's why we play the game. That's why they play the game when we watch. And there's always a shot. So being a 17-point underdog, and I think Ken Palm has them as a 13-point underdog. So, I mean, you're looking at roughly the same type of situation. We've seen Duke get get rattled. I mean, of course, it was at Florida State, but it was Miami that did come in to um, that did come into Cameron Indoor and take that win from from Duke at home. So, Joe, we know about Banchero, okay? Uh, we know about more. Uh, w- w- tell us a little bit about them. 
But also, what else can we expect? And how do you think, in your opinion, this is going to match up? Well, I mean, it's going to be tough because as much as we all enjoyed watching Duke lose last night after our glorious victory, right? I'm on the same train of thought as you. So. Yeah, and, and this, <laughs> then I think after, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Duke lost. And then I think if, if anybody out there is like me, it probably immediately went to in my head, oh, wait, we play them at Cameron on Saturday. Yeah, I'll take a Duke Great. loss, though, but I'm with you. I understand. Right. So, I mean, that's one thing, um, you know, that you do worry about. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the other thing is the fact that, I mean, Duke's really, really good. Um, they're, you know, preseason to, to win the ACC. What are they, um, 12th in the NCAA, in the net rankings? And I think they're 11th or 10th in, yeah, 11th in Ken Palm. Um, defense and offense are both very good in the top 25. Uh and they're a very good team. Um, one of the main things that happened, I think, last night that I don't know whether or not Duke's going to be okay with uh, their um, freshman point guard, Trevor Keels, who's kind of been uh, the guy that's kind of leading the way for them. You hear about Paolo Banchero, and you know some of the other guys like Wendell Moore and Mark Williams that came back, Jeremy Roach, um, stuff like yeah, that. Mark Williams is a problem. Yep, yep yeah, absolutely. Um, but this guy kind of really good defensively natural point guard and he sprained his ankle and he was out uh didn't play the last i think i don't know if it's just 11 minutes or whatever i mean he came back out on the bench but he uh sprained his, his ankle i don't know if he's going to be available for us so uh, you know at the end of the game they kind of went with him he's still a very formidable lineup but they brought in jeremy roach point guard and then they had um you know, Paolo Benchero, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore Jr. with the Mark Williams. Like those guys, they're probably going to dominate the minutes with Joey Baker, who's a little bit of an older player that comes off the bench as well. Um, but these guys are dangerous because uh, you have guys that are that are big and that can make shots from. I mean, Paolo Benchero, he's just he's an animal. It's just it just seems like sometimes he makes mistakes because he thinks he's too good. That's kind of my my thought process with him. Mm-hmm. Um Wendell Moore Jr., I think, was a guy that came into Duke. Uh, he's a junior now, but I think when he came in, like talking to your brother, a lot of people thought he might have been a one-and-done. So he's been a guy that's that's kind of been a steady you know, defensive guy holding them together. Um, and then um, Jeremy Roach, obviously, uh, comes off the bench, but he's a legit point guard, too. I think he's a sophomore. It's the second year um, in the program. So you know, him coming in for Keels really doesn't, hurt too bad it's really just the depth situation there um and then also aj griffin who is a, a six 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 freshman um he can shoot threes and he's been coming on lately too uh and this is also another kind of big deal because that's alan griffin previous syracuse last year's brother mm-hmm so you have all that and then you throw mark williams on top who a lot of people thought was a shoe into um to go to the NBA last year, seven foot, 240 pounds. Uh, I remember when he decided to come back and I was like, shit from your neck of the woods, Virginia Mm -hmm. beach, Virginia. Um, but that guy, I mean, he's the big guy. He's a problem. I think last year, I mean, they killed us when we played him just off that. I think he was baseline, just catching oops left and right. So, um, I'm really, really worried about this game. Let's just put it that way. And like you said, to your point, uh, anything can happen. But um, this Duke team, they're 14-3. and three. They lost to a decent Ohio State team back in the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. And since then, they've lost a two-point game to Miami and a one-point game to Florida State. So um, even if it is close, even if it's competitive, it's going to be a barn burner. And it's going to be nails, you know, biting your nails down to the end. I mean, even last night, Florida State, they pretty much had the lead when they played man-to-man. They lost Trevor Keels. They moved to a 2-3 zone. They brought um, you know, Jeremy Roach in for Keels, and that 2-3 zone actually helped that team come back and go into overtime. They probably should have lost that in regulation. Uh, so that defense helped, and overall, um, you know, this team is good at defense. Uh, they're big. They're athletic. They can shoot. They can score. Ninth overall um, offense, adjusted offense for Ken Palm, and 22nd overall for defense. So... Um, yeah, you know, this has Duke kicking our ass written all over it. 
And I'm just I'm, I'm yeah. sorry for lack of better words, but I know that they might be missing Trevor Keels, and um, but um, I just I don't have a great great feeling about this one at all. It's just, it sucks too because we're coming off a win, but they're coming off a loss, and they just they're so so talented, and, and anything can happen in college basketball. But, whew. yeah, it's a bit annoying. It's the athleticism when it comes down to it. It's just they're just more athletic guys. I mean, they got bench players that are more athletic than our starters, and it's just one of those things where it's you know, that's what we deal with. We've overcome this before. I mean, there has been beautiful moments. Syracuse Duke moments where Syracuse, mm-hmm. I mean, the one at home um, where uh, John Gillen beat Duke. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the famous call from Matt Park, probably one of my most favorite calls from Matt Park. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the game that we talked about um, in 2019 with Hughes, um, the 75 footer before mm-hmm. the buzzer. Uh, the, uh, the, um, CJ Fair taking the charge from what's his noggin? Oh, help taking me out. the charge or getting called? Well, he got charge. called for a block, but let's be honest, right? He took the charge. So, or no, I'm sorry, he he was called for a charge, but um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, he was yes. called for the we charge. We all know what yes. talking about. Jim yeah. Bayham threw his coat off. Yes, that was the coat. That mm-hmm. was the. But I'm trying to think of the player. Why am I drawing a blank with the Duke player? So- we rise up to play against Duke. You yeah. know what I mean? We really, really do. And, and them missing Trevor Keels, that is going to hurt, especially if they get some type of guard foul trouble because I'm looking up and down this lineup and the only guards... People are um, screaming at their at their phones and radios right now. No, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but Trevor Keels and Jeremy Roach are the only guys labeled guards that are actually even played in this Duke-Florida State game. Um, mind you... <laughs> Paolo Banchero is a six foot ten, two hundred and fifty pound freshman who can dribble, he can shoot, he can assist, he can all that stuff. So, I mean, Florida State last night, he had twenty points, twelve rebounds, and seven assists. But they do tend to turn the ball over. You know, Florida State they turn the ball over for a lot. And the one big question is, is what is this team going to look like? Yes, they have. Baker and Roach and Mark Williams and, and Wendell Moore from last year's team. But, um, you know, are they going to be able to figure out, you know, is the zone going to mess them up? Right. But again, they Rod, Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood. Yeah. They, they, uh, they play the zone. They practice the zone. It's just overall to me, it's going to be a tough one, especially um, at Cameron. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think we know what we're dealing with. Let's go to the Sean and Joe always always accurate picks of the game Joe chose the winner so he gets the negative he gets the negative five points but he way under he way underestimated the points in this game and that's 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 Joe's fault and mm-hmm. with that said I'm gonna take it and we are knotted up at three three and one. For the season so far, of course we are. And with that, <laughs> and with that said, I'll go first, so you can take a little bit of a, a little bit of an advantage here with that, if you want. No, really. Well, I see. Here's the thing: I always, I always pick when you're going first. I always pick to not be influenced. So I always pick before you even do it um, to not be influenced by you. Um, okay. So. Um, I, I, I think, look, I'm hoping, my gosh, am I hoping, you know, the past few games haven't been that competitive between Syracuse and Duke. Let me just, let me just, uh, check this out real quick and bear with me here. Um, I just, the, the beginning of this series when we joined the ACC was always tight. Um, and I just feel like it kind of slipped away from us. A little bit, you know, man, a 14 point or a, yeah, 14 point loss last game. You're looking at um, 11. Uh, you're looking at 12. You're looking at 10. Um, and then back to the win 2014. So not as bad as I remember it, but um, except for the last one there. But 
I feel like this is going to be a better game because I feel like Syracuse they can they can score and if they get going, then that's great. the The one thing that Duke always has that they didn't have last year that they've got back that Syracuse really hasn't had huge on their side this year is the crowd and that crowd's the same. And we talk about tradition a lot in college sports and Duke has it and it and it is something to envy and what they've got going on there with the Cameron crazies, the Cameron crackheads, um, is special and they are, they're a pain in the ass. I mean, let's be completely honest here. So, yeah. uh, with that said, I think Joe th- thrives off of that stuff, whether good or bad, but if he doesn't get in his own head, I would look out for Joe. Um, and you know, We'll see what Jesse can do, but I'm a little worried about Jesse. He's a little bit outmatched, I feel like. Um, uh, you know, we're talking about if you're looking at a heavyweight fight, he's a he's a little bit under underweight. Um, so, with that said, I, I think Duke takes it, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 86 to 78, Duke. Hmm. Okay. Their defense is pretty good, though. But, I mean... That's the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. In, in, in which case... So, it either goes... For me, it either goes 86-78 Duke, or it goes 86-68 Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really the one thing. I think that their defense rating will fall. I mean, a lot of this goes down to whether or not Trevor Keels plays or not. Um and if he doesn't, then there's going to have to be a little bit of a different rotation than Duke's usually normal to or used to. Um, and oddly, we do have players on our team that just, you know, at Duke with those camera crazy, like you said, Joe Girard, some of these other guys. I mean, maybe this crowd and in, in being there and coming off this win is will will maybe elevate some people's games. You never know. Sometimes that happens. Um, the place is but, amazing to play at. I, I can only imagine. It's just it's so weird because certain people, certain players, they get more nervous when they're home, right? Or mm-hmm. they, or or when they're away. You know what I mean? Like it's just everyone's got their own little comfort levels of, and it's just weird how that that mentality works sometimes. But sometimes going to a place like this where it's packed and you're the underdog and it's Duke and you got all these people just on top of you, sometimes, like, for some reason, players feed off that stuff. I, I feel like, like that's... I feel like Buddy doesn't usually thrive in that type of environment, but I feel like Joe thrives... He did during the tournament yeah, last I mean, year. He, he did. He did, but that was, that was neutral, though. That was neutral. But I understand what you're saying, but that was neutral. I'm talking about jo- Joe. I think... I feel like he does really good in extremes. Good yeah. or bad. Negative or positive. I feel like Joe thrives. Buddy, Buddy thrives with the competition, but places, things like this, Buddy, I mean, look, last game, um, he had a Syracuse game high of 21 points. So, who? Buddy did. Against Duke? Yeah, at Cameron. Okay. So, yeah. with, with that said, I feel like Buddy is, struggles more than Joe. That's my only point. I feel like Joe thrives and Buddy does struggle a little bit. But Joe, um, I don't have the box score in front of me, but he obviously didn't score. The team high, buddy did, because that's what's down here at orangehoops.org. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I was just gonna just you know <laughs> give it give it the old college try here. I'm gonna go. Um, let me go. Duke eighty and Syracuse seventy. Oh, mm. ten, another ten point loss. Okay. All right. Well, you know, look. Here's the thing. They can win this game. They could win this game. I think they could win this game and lose the one at home. They've done they it. Could. They've done it before. The the mm. the year Zion Williamson was uh, playing. Do it again. Uh, we beat them at home with Zion Williamson, and they beat us at the dome without Zion Williamson. And just yep. makes no sense. <sighs> Sometimes <laughs> it's just a game of matchups. Yeah. Different games, so, different. Every game's different. You can't just look at, like, we, we can't look at Duke, Florida State, and we can't look at Syracuse, Clemson, and really take too much away because every matchup's different. The coaching strategy's different. The players involved, you know, all that stuff. So Absolutely. Looks like the COVID, the COVID um, stuff has run its course, though, I feel like. 
with NCAA basketball. So that's uh, I think with a lot of people. NHL, NBA, NFL. I'm talking in, about just like England. The, the cases. No, no, yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah. I I'm just talking about I'm just talking about um the the cases and the pauses in general. I feel like No, it, I mean it makes sense. I think I feel like it it went through a whole like kind of month and a half of just teams kind of going through it and it really only makes sense um that it just rip through you know, and then it's over yeah that it ripped through and then it's over for the season i don't see i mean and, and then you know unless another variant comes out here shortly oh you know do you know the variants are still there they're gonna come out i mean well seems- at some point they are gonna come out right but i'm just saying that i mean there seems like there's a decent gap in between them so yeah uh, i feel like i just feel like we're i hope knock on wood that we're in the clear for the rest of the year because i was a little worried i I was a little worried if you're a team that hasn't had if you're a team that hasn't had that shutdown yet then i'd be worried but we have and i feel like most of the teams in the acc have at this point and those are our yeah all the opponents that we have so it doesn't really matter yep exactly so um anyways all right that is going to do it for us. We appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out with us after the win against Clemson. A couple days off, Syracuse gets ready to head to North Carolina to play Duke. Hey, they're never out of it until they're out of it. So who knows? Maybe they can go shock the world again at Cameron Indoor. We will see. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out of here. Peace. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.